0: all right hello welcome back to real life real estate real deal i am the host of selling this is episode seven i think maybe seven and um it's late and i apologize i knew i would not be able to to stay up on my game and get these posted at the beginning of every week but it is still the week right like I'm still within the week i'm still with within what i said i was going to do i'd like to post them every week we're just really late it is friday morning and i apologize but this week has been so crazy and usually i'll go through this whole podcast like once or twice in the car what i was going to say and uh i'm prepared and and i feel good about it yeah no i didn't do that (laughs) i actually just got done sketching out everything i wanted to talk about so uh It's just it's probably going to be a hot mess, but (laughs) at least I'm here. I'm doing it and um, I'm going to apologize now because I have a cold and I sound ridiculous and I'm probably going to have to pause throughout this whole thing because I'm going to hack up along 800 times, but I am here. I'm doing it. We are we're trugging along. So um, again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the shares and the likes. Um, Continue doing it my every week it grows just a little bit more I am going to be starting to um, be a guest on other podcasts for like mom and entrepreneurs so as I am a guest on those shows I'll share them on my Facebook page which if you're not a member of that um, it's just real life real estate real deal community page or something like that on Facebook I post all the episodes on there and then this is kind of a way that like if you have an idea like hey Steph why don't you talk about this so you can ask me a question about that like, whatever, we can converse and have fun there. Um, I did notice on these podcasts, hold on, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. I told you, it's in the morning. <laughs> it's Friday morning. Um, I did notice on these podcasts, I always sound like I'm out of breath. And I'm not. It's just one talking and I have a baby in my stomach that is always pushed up as far as you can go into my lungs so i don't ever get a good breath so today i'm like you know what i'm gonna do this standing up because usually i do it sitting down and like you know that even causes more squeezing on my lungs so i'm gonna do it standing up but then i talk fast and i run out of air and so i sound like this i sound like i'm out of breath and i'm not i just my lungs are squished (laughs) that's all it is all right so like I said I was going to talk about my week because it was a crazy busy week but both with home life real estate life all of that and I think originally I told you guys I was kind of gonna talk about being pregnant and stuff today yeah no that's not gonna happen I figured we'll put a raid to bring you real life real estate real deal I'm gonna tell you exactly how my my week went so let's get started <clears throat> oh and I keep trying to put like music into my podcast so it sounds better like more professional i suck (laughs) maybe this time i'll be able to figure out how to get music but no i probably won't because i'm just going to upload this today like i'm going to edit real quick and upload it so i'm i'm still within my my week maybe next podcast i'll get more professional and be able to (laughs) add some music and whatnot but oh well anyways let's get started so gonna start my week off by talking about the weekend saturday and sunday so sunday i was planning on doing two open houses on two of my listings that i have had listed for months they are both kind of like problem childs they're both overpriced the one now it's an actual home in Tynesta. it's priced where it should be at but it was priced pretty high and i'm terrible and i'll tell all my sellers this i am terrible at telling you you shouldn't price something where you want to price it at because who am i to say it's not worth that and that has happened before where i will tell them i'll price a house and it's bidding war and it drives it up 15 dollars. but then again most times where we price them is about where where it should be at but um value is just an opinion like an appraiser could come Appraise that house for seventy-five thousand. Then you have another appraiser come appraise the same house, and he's gonna get sixty-eight thousand. It's an opinion, so why should I tell someone that wants to list it at eighty-five thousand dollars when it should be listed at seventy thousand dollars that they're wrong? Like, I, I don't do that, and I know a lot of agents won't take listings if they feel like the seller is being unrealistic. I will, because who am I to say that it's not? Who am I to say that Joe schmo down the road doesn't think that that house is worth that much? know what I mean? So I'm kind of notorious for letting sellers overprice their homes because who am I to say it's not worth that? But then it sits on the market for a couple of months and then we have to talk about price reductions and and stuff like that. So I do. And then I make them aware of that ahead of time. But yeah, so these two properties, they were, the sellers wanted to price them um, higher than what I thought, which let's do it. Let's see what happens. And here we are a couple months later and (laughs) they're both sitting on the market. So, um, it was going to be a nice weekend. So I thought, why not do an open house? Again, I apologize getting my coffee in. So, um, I was doing one, they wrote, they were both going to be on Sunday. I was doing a camp from 11 to one and then the house from two to four. So when I have, um, open houses in the morning, I like to prep the day before. Because there's just so much to do for an open. I I do a lot for an open house. Like I try to find camps within, like like this one is a camp. So I try to find camps within like a 20 mile radius that are currently on the market. That kind of showcase my listing. Um, well, I make it showcase my listing. So like I'll post all the camps, or I'll, I'll print out all the camps. But I'll say like, you know, mine. Mine was eighty thousand. Oh, hello, Miles. <laughs> Miles is here. So I had to take a quick little pause, Mister Miles. If he's here, he's the only one here because it's in the morning. Everybody else is at school and work. So um, you might hear him in the background. But anyways, so I try to um, pull other properties, make my my property look like the best. So I have to do that. I put out like maps and disclosures and first buyer information, all this kind of stuff. So I always do that. If it's if my open house is in the morning, I do that the day before. So that's what I worked on Saturday. And it kind of took me a while because I had two open houses to do. And then birdie is in high school baseball and we were doing our biggest fundraiser saturday which is purse bingo and i had to be there i think it was like at 4 30. so i did my prepping then i went to the purse bingo and we were there till like 10 30. um it's a it's it's a, it's a great fundraiser it is fun um i just kind of stay in the concession stand because lots of ladies with alcohol and fighting over purses it's kind of crazy so if i can just sit back and watch the chaos that's what i like to do so that's where you can find me during those events is just working in my cubby at the concession stand um so i did that until like 10 30 came home passed out then sunday i had to go do my open house and so the one i first did was the camp and it's like it's almost kind of like in a cul-de-sac um but it's in the woods okay so they, there's just camps kind of hidden in the woods all around well, right in front of my camp across the road, there is this uh mobile home trailer that looks like a junkyard. Like there's cars and bulldozers and and engines and just all this crap in their yard. And it's mud. It's nothing but mud. And when I drove up, there's this huge freaking semi blocking the driveway of the house I need to do an open house on. This is oversized load, and they have like a 1950 i don't know how old it was it was super old um single wide mobile home trailer on the back that they are like trying to park into this yard that already has a, a junkyard and i'm like what is this? And the road is completely tore up. It is, it's is—it's a dirt road. It was muddy. It's completely tore up. I can't even get to the house because they are blocking it. And it's, they couldn't get the truck in. Like They couldn't get the, the trailer in. So thankfully nobody came right at 11 because I was not ready. I couldn't even get to the house at 11. So, and like this kind of stuff always happens when I do open houses. Always. The last open house I did, there was this huge um electric truck in the driveway and this driveway can only fit like one vehicle and if you couldn't get into the driveway you have to park on the main highway and there's not much of a brim so anybody that came like kind of risked their lives by parking on the highway to come up to this open house because this electric truck was sitting in the in the driveway like it's crazy sometimes the stuff we have to go through just to host an open house so anyways i was finally able to get in um, I felt so bad for everybody that came because they had to seriously drive through like this huge mud pit to get there. And then, um, you know, people were talking about the muddiness and how the neighbors, you know, they don't, it doesn't, it doesn't look nice. That's not what you want to see when you're going to spend $90,000 on a camp and you, you can see it through the woods. Like you don't want to see a junkyard. And so one of the buyers were talking about like, oh, it's nice location, but I don't know if I'd want to pay money to have to live across that and see that every day. Well, another buyer that was there, I was just walking around, didn't say at the time. But after that guy left, I asked them how they are, where they're from, and they're like, "Oh, that's our house over there that he was talking bad about." Like, oh, that sucks. So glad it was him that was talking bad about you, not me, (laughs) because I could have, but I didn't. Thank God. Um, so I I feel like I I escaped um, judgment there because I, I mean, I was not happy with what was going on across the road either, but I kept my mouth shut. I did that open house. I think I had four, four good buyers come in and then the buyer across the, or yeah, the buyer that was the neighbor, which they were just being nosy. Um, so, I mean, I consider that a good open house. If I had more than two people come, that to me is a successful open house. I didn't sell it. Um, but I might out of it, you never know. Um, so then I was, on my way to my second open house and i had to stop and get a sub real quick and then jaden had to be to work at two well my open house was at two and dustin had to go to a meeting for coaches he um he coaches Kayson's 9u baseball team for travel and so they were having a coaches meeting so dustin couldn't take jaden to work so i told jaden because she had to be there i think at 2 or two thirty. so i took jaden to work she was just there an hour early and then I went to my open house which i feel like now this house is priced right and actually since the open house we've gotten quite a bit of action on it but my open house was a dud i had one person come and he spoke italian i could not understand him at all he was trying to speak english but he had a strong italian accent and i feel like he spoke mostly in italian and he's like trying to talk to me about this house and i can't understand him and he's getting frustrated with me and I don't know what he's talking about I got I out of he was there for probably like a half hour and he is I think he's a contractor and he he likes the older homes um. but he like nitpicked every I think he was nitpicking I mean he didn't sound happy but I don't know because he just spoke in Italian like I, I don't know what to do with that like I wanted to help him of course I want to sell the house but I don't know what he was saying. And it's like, you know, you're like, uh huh, yeah, oh yeah. And you kind of giggle. I don't know what the frick I was giggling at. <laughs> I had no idea. I was, I felt so bad. But you could tell you like wanted to talk and I don't want to like brush them off just because I can't understand them. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that was that open house. He's the only one that came. That was it. So the rest of the time, I, I love open houses. I know I shouldn't say this. Say this. I love you. I love open houses that, nobody comes to because I get lots of work done like it's fabulous and I just ordered 500 mailers like these little postcards I'm gonna mail out to to places about buying and selling so that's what I worked on and I I love doing that so after the open houses I came home and it was beautiful that day it was Sunday it was gorgeous here and all my kids are outside playing and they're burning crap they're cleaning up the yard everybody's dirty and nasty and I loved it like yay nice weathers here um, but we needed groceries, and I'm like I just worked all day long. But Dustin was working outside, the kids were working outside, so I had to go get groceries. And then I came home to cook supper. Oh, and Dustin's doing the keto diet. He's been doing it for about a year. it's not strict keto, but it's he he does pretty well. I was doing it, but now that I'm pregnant, That's kind of out the window. But um so there's a lot of times I have to cook two suppers because I want the kids to eat, but they're not always going to eat like stuff that Dustin will eat, and Dustin's definitely not going to eat the stuff that they will eat. So um Haley decided that night that they were gonna have tuna noodle casserole. Sure. Which was like perfect, super easy. Sure. And then by the time I made them food. It was yeah, hold on, bud. By the time I made them food, I'm like, I don't wanna cook me, Dustin, anything. So the kids got tuna noodle casserole and Dustin and I got salads and subs from Sheets. So that's how that's how that night ended. Um I just I was tired and that happens a lot. Um, i want to make sure the kids get fed you know kids are there's a lot of mouths to feed so it's not uncommon for me to feed them something and then <laughs> dustin and i to order something quick because i don't want to cook two suppers. it's horrible so that was my weekend then monday morning started out with having to wake dustin up because he has to go get he had to go get an eeg for his seizures who we were supposed to have this appointment like two weeks ago so he stays up because he can only have like three or four hours of sleep that night so he'll stay up till like 5 a.m. And then I wake him up about 8:39. And the last time we did this, I woke him up. I got me ready, Miles ready, everybody's ready to go. And his doctor's office calls him and says, We have to cancel because nobody's here to do your test. It's like, are you serious? He just stayed up late. He can't go to work because he's sleep deprived. So you had to take a whole day off of work for nothing. And so it was rescheduled for Monday. So he stayed up late again. I woke him up. Uh we took Miles, went up to Erie. And he said the test would take him about an hour. I'm like, I am not gonna wait in the car with Miles for an hour. So I asked Miles, like, what do you want to do? I wanted to go to Hobby Lobby. I love Hobby Lobby. It's my favorite. And Kaysen and Ryder still have to do like Valentine's and stuff for school. And I hadn't got them Valentine's yet. And Ryder does not need a Valentine's box, but Kaysen does. And I hate not doing Valentine's Day boxes. I've been doing them for 18 years. We've done huge extravagant ones. like every year i used to have to do three of them and i feel bad for the littles because now i'm like i ain't doing it (laughs) if you can do it in school do it in school i don't want to do it but of course Kason wanted to do one so i was really hoping hobby lobby had pre-made ones they did not but they did have boxes like just plain white boxes that you can do whatever you want on so i got him one of those and then i got both Kason and ryder valentine's to give their friends which i did like candy because kids love candy so i was glad I got to go to Hobby Lobby and do that and then um I went through the aisles and I picked out some Easter decorations. I like to lo- do little decorating in my house for like Valentine's Day, Easter, maybe a little bit of 4th of July, but Christmas I go all out. Me and my friend, we always go up to Hobby Lobby in like October for Christmas shopping. It's fabulous. I spend way too much money. I really do wish Hobby Lobby was closer to us though just because like there were so many cute things for the kids' as Easter baskets that are super cheap. Like straws with like bunny noses on them and like little little toys you can put in their Easter baskets and like it's all 50% off so it's like a dollar so you get all these basket fillers that Walmart doesn't have and it's cute but we we have to travel over an hour to Hobby Lobby so I and miles took advantage of that and then miles wanted a white donut with sprinkles that's what he wanted to do when we went up to He was get a white donut with sprinkles so I took him to Dunkin Donuts and he had He got a white donut i got just a plain donut i drank coffee he had juice and we just had a little morning breakfast date which is wonderful but this child oh my god he's my talker out of all my kids he will talk your ear off but i feel like this week (laughs) he has upped his game oh my gosh he he talks like crazy and like a lot of stuff he says makes no sense like yesterday he's like mom i don't feel good i think i'm sick i'm like you're sick he's like i think i'm sick but i'm not i'm better i feel better now so i'm not sick but i am sick it's like what what are you talking about and then we went to wash my car one of the days the the soap that comes out it's colored you know it's like rainbow colored and he's like there's the cereal i love cereal can we eat the cereal can i lick that cereal never mind i don't like cereal it's like Oh my god, kid, you drive me nuts. But he's a talker. So that breakfast. I, I, I almost wanted to record listening to him talk because he was just going and and I, I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. He goes from one subject to another and it's just crazy and I love it. I want to just harness that and, and put it in my memory vault forever. Because it was just it was so he's he's so crazy. So then we went and picked up Dustin. Um we came home and I actually had um a closing that day and this closing i represented the sellers and they were older it was their family home for years and they we finally found a buyer but there was the buyer liked the sellers and um, there was some furniture that they had upstairs like dressers and whatnot and the buyer said you know if you guys can't get that stuff because it's upstairs and it's too much for you don't worry about it So my sellers are really appreciative of that um but they did have stuff outside like in the brush like junk and stuff and it's like a week before closing the buyer's agent called me and she's like can you please make sure that the sellers take care of that stuff they they want to make sure it's cleared up i'm like great because i'm pretty sure my sellers are thinking that these buyers are going to be okay if they leave anything so i went out there on friday like before the weekend And all their stuff was still in the yard and stuff, and I knew they were moving the next day, so I had mentioned it. And they were kind of like, well, we don't have anybody. Somebody said they were coming, but they never came. Um, And I'm like, well, we really we really need to try to make sure that that's cleaned up before closing. And she's like, well, what if it's not? And I said, well, one or two things can happen. One, the buyers could not sign. Like, seriously, they, they could walk away and not sign because that stuff's not cleaned up two say they do sign and i know their grandson wanted some of the stuff because there was like a canoe a kayak um maybe some junk metal that he wanted um so i said if they do sign that's now theirs so your grandson cannot come on the property and get it so it really is in your best interest to get it cleaned up so i had anxiety about this all weekend long on whether or not they got it cleaned up so i when i was in tynesta on sunday to do my open house I drove by and there was somebody there cleaning up. I'm like, oh, thank you, baby Jesus. I was so scared. So the the closing went great. Buyer signed, and I had to go and uh, get my sign down and get my lockbox off. So, and I also had to pick up a Walmart order when we got back. So we got back a little after two. I had to pick up my Walmart order between two to three. And then I had to go to Tynesta and come back and then be out in Grand Valley to look at a, or to talk to a seller about selling something at four. So like I was on crunch time. So I flew to Walmart, I got our order. I came back, I told Dustin, I'm like, you're going to have to put all this stuff away because I can't because I have to go. And he was so tired because he was going on like three hours of sleep and i felt so bad i'm like so i went and got my sign i brought it home i left i went out to the valley and i had these clients of mine that he built a camp on skids and it's on his friend's property okay so it's not hooked up to like any water or septic um and it's like a glorified shed that he turned into a house it is gorgeous it is so cute um and i so wish i could sell it for him but I didn't know how because to me it's personal property it's not a house it's not even a tiny home it's just a shed that he turned into a house I asked my broker about it at first and she's like well maybe we'll treat it like a mobile home yeah but a mobile home has a title <laughs> this does not so I'm like you know what before I throw in the towel I'm gonna go out and talk to them and and see what it is and that's what it was it's what I thought it was it's just a glorified shed so I went back to my broker and she's like yeah we we can't sell that like there's no owner like there's no nothing that says you have ownership you'd have to do like a bill of sale and sell it but it's not real estate so i had to tell them i couldn't help them sell it which sucks so bad because i think somebody could turn it into like an airbnb like he plumbed it to be able to have like water and you know go into a holding tank or a septic or whatever um but in order to move it you just pick it up and put it on a flatbed you know like that's not real estate so i had to tell them i I couldn't help them sell it and that sucked because i really wanted to help them and then while i was in the valley i had to go look at another house which um this one i saw posted on facebook and marketplace like a week before and i know these people i, I enjoy them and normally i'd reach out to them and say hey you want my help but they got divorced and the wife was posting it on facebook and her facebook post went something like this, like it's not going to be for verbatim, for verbatim but I love, I love you, buddy. But she was selling this house. It is a big house with a big garage on an acre of land. Um, but she's selling it pretty cheap because she has a lying, cheating, effing husband who cheated on her. And she just wants rid of it. Um, she's saying everything that's wrong with the house and it's pretty much all of her husband's fault because he thinks he's a contractor, but he's not. And he's horrible. <laughs> and... uh like, she's just running her husband, ex-husband, I guess, to the ground, and then she was saying how she'd give it to her kids, but they had to run their mouth, too, so here we are, she's selling it, and she just wanted done with it, and blah, blah, blah. So funny. Um, I mean, I feel bad for her, I feel bad for the situation, but, like, that Facebook post, I bet you every woman that's ever been cheated on loved that post, and then the pictures of the house that she posted were not of the house. It was of her husband with the girl that he cheated on her with in front of their house. <laughs> it was just too funny and sad. what um, like I'm online but ten minutes okay. okay, so I'm like, you know what? I don't want to get in the middle of that. I, I I mean, if they want my help, I will absolutely help. I'd love to help, but I don't want to insert myself just you know because it's a divorce and i know both both parties and and i like them both and so she actually ended up contacting me that day and she I was like well i can stop and look at it today because i'm gonna be in the valley she's like he destroyed it on his way out he took the only heat source that this house has so I'm Like, well um at that point we might just have to do a cash deal because any bank's gonna want there to be a heat source in the house but then i was thinking you could do a rental loan for it so you could finance it you just have to do a certain type of loan for it but um so she told me it was trashed so in my head like i see trashed all the time like awful trash like oh some of the houses like just thinking about it i want to puke so i was expecting pretty bad but it wasn't i mean it was it was really good compared to what i've seen and then um i don't even remember what i did that night after after everything was said and done but the next day would be that would have been wednesday no i'm sorry it would have been tuesday because that was monday see i'm already getting confused so tuesday i was kind of excited because i don't really not have anything planned till the evening but i have these buyers from virginia or not virginia i'm sorry arizona and the house had hit the market the day before and so they called me up They're like i think i think we want to see this house we're really excited about it so i set up the appointment to go look at it at noon and the listing agent said the seller will be there just just to give you a heads up and I said, well, I'm going to be doing a video because, you know, my buyers are from Arizona. And he said, that's fine. So I get there and it's this little old guy who's talking on a phone. I don't know who he's talking to. I don't know if he wants me to wait until he's done. And he just kind of waves me on. And then he's talking to me, but I thought he was talking to somebody on the phone. And I was like, oh, okay. Like He's telling me what I, what I like, where the light switches are and stuff. I just, I don't want to like eavesdrop in on this conversation. But um, here he's trying to order CBD oil because... Um, he ran out, and he doesn't use medications because he's telling me that he had two sons that died within two years of each other from opioid addiction. Like, oh my gosh. And then come to find out his wife died shortly after that because of depression from losing her two sons. So, like, within a couple years, this guy's whole family is gone. Like, I felt so bad for him. And then, um, when I was walking through, there was, like, this huge shelf, like, top to bottom, um, floor to ceiling, that was just full of canning stuff. I mean, you could tell like some cans had been removed. And he's telling me that he does eleven gardens a year, and he he keeps some of the stuff, but he does that much to keep his mind busy, and he gives it away to his family and the community, because it just he needs something to do. So, I'm like falling in love with this little old guy. Then he says he talks about, um, a certain type of hunting tag that he has to get. And he fills up all of his tags and then he's like I'll keep a back strap or two but for the most part I give all that away too I'm like this guy goodness gracious all the stuff he's been through and he's giving stuff away and helping everybody else out like I I fell in love with him and I was doing this video while he's talking and I did edit some of the stuff out because once we went outside started talking about like drama within the local fire department and like scandals that have happened and stuff so kind of edited that stuff out but my buyers heard like the story and so they, they want to put an offer in and they want to purchase this house they're not gonna be moving here until end of summer so they're like we want that guy to not be worried about it because he's still like I asked him I said, do you have you have a house picked out like we're gonna go after this he's like no I gotta wait till i have an offer and then i'll feel safe and comfortable about going out and trying to find something and like his house is packed full of stuff because you know his family lived there and um so my buyers were like i don't know how he's gonna be able to do all of that find a house move into a house get everything out of that house and into his new house within 30 days by himself so they're like, if he wants, he can stay there until we get there. Like, completely fine. Well, all he has to do is pay his utilities. If he wants to do his garden, like say they move in quicker, he can still have his garden. They're not going to kick him out. Like, they fall in love with this guy. And I feel like this guy sold them that house because they fell in love with the story and they want to help him out. So that was pretty cool. But when I do those things, like I'm walking through, you know, I'm doing a video, I have Miles stay in the car. Which this time of year, I like doing it. I don't feel bad about doing it because I can put the windows down and go out and put the windows down like he's a dog. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I meant it like, um, so I can like yell out and be like, Miles, you okay? And he can hear me. I can see him. You know, that, that's what I meant by put the windows down. But I had told Miles, I'm like, if you're good, when we're done, I'll take you and uh, we'll get you something good. He wanted a donut again. So he was good. He ended up, I took him to Giant Eagle so he could get a donut. And then we had running to do. Like, I had to pick up my dad's prescription. I had to run to the post office. Blah, blah, blah. So we do all that. We get home. And um, at 3.30, I had to go look at um, this gentleman's house that he he did rent out. Um, but the last runner's destroyed it. He's like, I'm done. I'm just going to redo it and sell it. And I went and looked at it. Gosh. It was in November sometime. And... Oh, he was telling me all the stuff that he wanted to do and wanted an idea of what he could get for it. So I told him, like, if you do all that stuff, that's what I think. And he wanted me to kind of go and see the progress halfway through. And I think his biggest question for me then was, because all the walls were white, because he, like, painted and primed them, and they were all white. And he wanted to know if I thought he should paint them a color. And at first I'm like, oh, yeah yep he's like what color i'm like gray like everybody likes gray Paint it gray and he's like oh i really don't know if i want to he's like do every room gray do the same gray and i feel like people like put way too much time and thought and in, into it sometimes and it like what i would do is go to walmart see if they have any type of gray on sale like you know that maybe they mixed and um somebody didn't want it so they have to sell it like at a at a cheaper discount or whatever I'm like, get that. But then we are like, should I do this shade of gray or that shade of gray? This shade of gray? You know, like, I don't know. It's personal preference. Then he's like, I don't feel like I should pick out what the buyer wants to paint their walls. Well, I get that. But a lot of buyers don't want to come in here and have to paint. You know what I mean? Like, they'll be fine as long as it's a neutral color. But he's like, don't you think they'd want to paint out, pick out their paint? Hold on, bud. Like, well, if you want to market it like that, we can. Like, we could market it that it's a blank canvas for them we'll give them like a $500 credit just you know up your listing price by $500 but we'll give them a $500 credit for their paint and they get to pick it out and um, they can paint it after or he could offer to paint it before they moved in Um, and his daughter is one of my best friends so I I know her well and she has a oh she's so good at interior decorating of so I telling him, I'm like, why don't you ask your daughter? Like, she is amazing at this stuff. I would ask her and have her pick out the colors if you want. So I don't know if he was going to do the canvas thing, like the white canvas, and offer to paint it for them. Or just give them a, a price or, like, a credit to the paint. Or um, if he was going to do it. I'm not sure what he decided. But it's so cool to see the progress when sellers do this. Like, when they completely like, demo their house and redo it. Oh, I love it. And I love to see the progress of it. So that's what happened that evening and then after that because that was tuesday so Bertie's 16th birthday was on wednesday and he's gung-ho on getting a truck so we were just going to give him some money to go towards his truck so usually with the kids we tell them um we'll match half of what what you have for your vehicle well birdie i don't know if i talked about this before or not but he wants to play sports and he can't get a job if he plays sports, but I don't want him to not play sports because he thinks he needs a job to get a truck. So we ended up telling him like, you have to save up some money, but we'll do more than half as long as you keep playing sports. Oh, this kid is really good at saving money. <laughs> and he has like almost, I think like now he probably has close to a thousand dollars. It's like, oh no, why do we say that? <laughs> but, so he's, um, he's all going home on getting a truck and his permit so wednesday was his birthday and that's what he wanted to do in the morning was to go get a permit so i had told him a couple of days before that i'm like you need to make sure you have everything to get your permit like i know jaden just did it like a little over a year ago but and i knew there was there was something that we needed to get before we could go like other than the birth certificate and his social security number and so i told him like look it up and let me know and so that night i asked him i'm like did you ever figure out what else you needed he's like no just my birth certificate and social security card i said no there's something else bro and he's like, oh, and the application and money. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, there's something else. So I look it up and he needs to get a freaking physical. And the physical has to be within like six months. And his football physical was seven months ago. So I'm like, son of a pop. So I text him at like 10 o'clock that night. I'm like, no, you jerk. You have to go get a physical. So i have to go get a physical before you can go get your permit. And we we're going to do all this in the morning. And I was supposed to record a homebuyer seminar at noon. I'm like now we have to get a physical i'm probably not gonna be back in time i have to rearrange my whole schedule because you weren't prepared (laughs) like if he was prepared we could have done it the night before but no don't listen to mom so (laughs) i had to get him ready get miles ready we got up early in the morning and i took him to get his physical and then his physical they tell him they're like wow you have better than perfect vision but he's like what like yeah he has like 2010 vision or whatever and she's like that's better than perfect (laughs) He's like, Yeah, buddy, see, I'm better than perfect. I'm like, why would you tell him that? Like keep it to yourself. Just tell him he has good vision. Let's let's leave it at that. Um so we leave there, we go up, he takes his permit test. He was scared to death, but he passed. He did great. <clears throat> but um he didn't want to drive home because it's like the highway, it's it's a lot, and we have miles in the car. So I told him I'd take him that night. So we get back to back home about ten thirty, but he did not want to go to school then because he wanted to skip this class that he hates so i took him to sheets got him lunch then we dropped him off and then i had to go to the vet because my dog one of my dogs ruger we have three dogs we have a mutt who nobody likes <laughs> she's a sweet dog but oh my god she's she doesn't listen and she's annoying That's a sweet dog. yeah ruger's a sweet dog and then we have two german shepherds lucy and ruger well ruger got lyme disease back in november Okay, and then like three weeks ago, he started limping on one of his back legs. Mom, I thought I never thought if she's a puppy. Okay. <laughs> and um, you probably can't hear him, but Miles is talking in the background. <clears throat> and uh, he started limping on his back leg like three weeks ago, and then he stopped. And then like last week, he started again, same leg. And then on Friday, he started limping on the other back leg. Like he could, it was hard for him to walk. And then, um... Uh-huh. By Monday or Tuesday he was limping on a front leg so he's like limping on all three legs and I'm like gosh I bet you Lyme disease is back at first when I first saw it I thought maybe he had like the hip dysplasia that a lot of big dogs get but then it was it moved and now it's in three legs so I call the vet and I tell them that he's limping again could we just get the prescription instead of like actually bringing him in and so over the phone they're like yeah that's fine so then I go to the vet and before they gave him medicine for pain and medicine for lyme disease well when i go to pick it up there's just one bottle one 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 bottle and i'm like so is this just to fight the the lyme and we don't get the pain meds she's like no that's actually the pain meds i'm like but but that's just gonna cover it up it's not gonna fix the lyme she's like well he shouldn't be having a flare-up yet so the vet doesn't think that that's what it is she thinks he might have pulled something so try this see if this works and if not give us a call and we'll We'll reevaluate. I'm thinking he did not just pull something. It's like three legs. Like all you're doing is putting a band-aid on it, and you can't get this medicine over the counter. So I was frustrated and irritated. Miles, stop now. He is underneath my sheet. Miles. Anyways, so um, I do that. We come home. I have to re-record this homebuyer sem. No, I re- I recorded the homebuyer seminar then. I believe yes and it took me like an hour because interruptions between animals and children and birds and so that night I was going to edit my homebuyer seminar and I can't edit it the program I did it in was awful so I have to redo the whole thing so that was like an hour and a half that I lost because I, I couldn't couldn't use any of it and then we did birdies dinner um he just wanted chicken wings so it was Pasquale's that night I didn't have to cook and Dustin and Birdie were on a hunt for a truck for Birdie. Dustin found this like long bed for Birdie that's pretty cheap that they could work on. But like Birdie's not picky at all. He just wants a truck. The only thing he doesn't want is something with a long bed. Like that's it. That's the only thing he doesn't want. And of course, his dad is like, "Oh, we can get it really cheap. Look at all these ways you can make it look nice. Blah blah blah." And that's like the only thing Birdie doesn't want. And I feel like Birdie was trying to convince himself that you know what, I'll just take it. But then he's like, Dad, I really don't want it. I'm like, I don't want him to have to buy something that he really doesn't want. It's his first truck. Like, I know it should be a junker, but it should be at least a junker that he likes. So, anyways, they, they're they they're still on a hunt for a truck. So, if you know where there's a cheap truck that needs some work, because Dustin wants Bertie to work on a truck and learn, um, let me know. Okay? And we'll travel. We'll travel to get it. We're on a hunt for a truck. Fun stuff. And then yesterday. So, yesterday... Hi, Joe P. Come here. Hi. If you want to talk, Miles wants to talk. Hi. It's not Joe P. It's, it's everybody else. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Miles. How old are you? Five. Five? Yeah. Wow, you grew two years pretty quick. You're only three. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, I don't know. You don't know? Yeah. Who's your favorite superhero? Um, Captain America. What? Usually it's Hulk. Captain America. Okay. Alright, I'm going to put you down so I can finish this, okay? <laughs> okay. so yesterday was Thursday and I had to go back down to Dubois for my pregnancy. Because of my advanced maternal age, which means I'm freaking old and I shouldn't be having kids, I have to go to Dubois for um, my sonogram. We went last month, but the baby wasn't cooperating and they couldn't get all the measurements so we had to go back down again yesterday and at first I asked Dustin the day before I'm like you're going with me right He's like dude I don't know if I can I can't get off work i had to take off work on like two Mondays ago because they wanted to do the EEG and they canceled and then I take off work on Monday because I had to actually go do the EEG and then wait no hold on wait and then I have to take off the this next coming Monday for my follow-up appointment he's like I don't think I can And I'm like uh you better figure it out sir because i'm rearranging my schedule so you could go to your appointments you like cocktail? too yeah. okay <clears throat> and i can i cannot go to the sonogram with miles like i'm I've, last time i was on the table for an hour like how do you expect me to lay on a table and watch a one ear not a one-year-old a three-year-old like you need to figure it out sir <laughs> and he did so he went with me and they're at school, and um, the baby wasn't cooperating again. Like, they did get more measurements, but she was hiding her face, and that's, like, the only thing I want to see. That's, like, why I'm okay with driving to boys, just so I could see my baby, and last time we didn't get to see it, her face, and this time we didn't get to, to see her face. So I'm, like, freaking great. And there were still some measurements that they couldn't get, but they're, like, we think it's fine. If your doctor wants to reschedule you, we'll let him do that, but we're going to say that we're we're good to go so i was like all right then so then i come home and i had to re-record my homebuyer seminar again and then um had to go pick birdie up from lifting and of course he wanted to drive home and he did good but then he wanted to go down to the batting cages with the boys for baseball and i had to pick haley up from the school at 4 15. so bernie and i went and picked her up me and haley dropped him off at the cages i brought haley home and i had to go to walmart to get stuff for supper And then I had to go pick Bertie up from the cages, come home, make supper, feed everybody, go take Bertie, no, pick Bertie up from his girlfriends, edited my video, and was in bed by nine. So, that was my week, and then today is Friday, and I have nothing on my books. I'm like, this is perfect, because tomorrow we are doing Jaden and Bertie's birthdays. So Bertie's 16th birthday was on Wednesday, Jaden's 18th birthday is on Saturday. But neither of them want to do anything. They don't want a cake. They don't want people to come over. They want nothing. And I said, too friggin' bad. Like, we are having people come over because your family wants to see you on your birthday. Like, it makes me mad that they don't appreciate that. Like, there are so many families out there where their grandparents or the aunts and uncles don't give a shit if it's your birthday. And my family does. And they want to be there for them. And with all the losses that we've had over the past few years with my grandma, my uncle, my mom, like... Why are you not appreciative of the ones that are still here and want to be with you and and celebrate your birthdays? So last year I kind of let Jaden not have a birthday party and I regretted it. I'm like, nope, I'm making them. I don't care. Like they are lucky to have family that wants to spend the time with them and be with them. So we're not doing cake. We're not doing anything big. I think I'm going to do like a little charcuterie board with like a Frosting all through it and then like little things that people can dip stuff into the frosting Maybe I'll do two. I don't know. But anyway, so I'm making them have a not a birthday party but allowing people to come over and celebrate their birthdays and um, Yeah, whether they like it or not, that's what they're doing. And It's Jane's 18th birthday So like to me, I want to go all big. She doesn't want that. All she wants is her nose pierced and a tattoo so she sounds like a, a little rock girl, but she's not. She's she's like this little precious flower. I don't know now she's gonna get a nose ring. She already has a tattoo, um, in memory of my mom and my grandma. Um, but this tattoo she wants is pretty cool. Um she wants everybody in the family to draw a heart. And then she wants all the hearts lined up on her rib cage and like we'll downsize them, you know, so they're all the same size and whatnot. So she wants that and a nose ring, so That's what I'll be doing on Saturday is getting my 18-year-old a nose ring. But, yeah, so today is a day where I get to stay home, get caught up, do some house cleaning, and get my house ready for a little birthday party tomorrow. And I think I'm going to stop it there because I just looked. (laughs) This is the longest podcast I've done, and it's just about my week. So I'm going to end it there. Um, I am kind of glad I got to do this and kind of give you guys like a walkthrough what my life is like. <laughs> it's it's crazy, um, but we will we will leave it there. Thanks for listening again. Please share. Please get the word out. Um, I greatly appreciate it. It's so cool to see it grow every week. And I will talk to you next week. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I will see you next week.